This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome to The Soul's Journey, Astrology and Channeling with uh, me, Tom Jacobs. Uh, that's my name, and I'm on the web at tdjacobs.com and uh, on the planet in uh, Tucson, Arizona. And tonight's show is a uh, karma profile of Julian Blanc, or Blank, who's the uh, Swiss-American pickup artist who's uh, in the news for uh, being the face of misogyny and violence against women. Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy this analysis. To start off with, with the announcements, um, what I'm experiencing right now, you know, I've asked for support quite a lot over the last couple of years, uh, two years and several months, and um I'm just getting to the place where I can't keep giving, doing the show, doing over free, uh, 50 free lectures every year uh, without receiving support from listeners. So what's happening is um, the energy imbalance is starting to affect my health. It's, and I've been working with it for well over a year trying to compensate, but uh, it's either that uh, there's some listener support or the show uh, ends. So I'm encouraging you, if you find this uh, show valuable, if you find this podcast valuable, uh, to go to tdjacobs.com and uh, make a donation to support the show. Everything uh, counts. Everything helps. Don't say, oh, well, since I couldn't give a lot, I didn't give anything. Uh, giving a little bit several times a year would change uh, would change my existence here because I've been really overworking to bring you this show because it's important to me to bring you what I'm learning and, and how I see the world. Uh, but it's not going to happen happen without you. And I can't do that every week. I can't ask every week in this dramatic way. I just I just need the support or the show is done at the end of uh, 2014. So you can do that through tdjacobs.com. On the homepage, there's a button that will take you to uh, that page. And I've also listed uh, all of the episodes thus far. So you can see, you know, if you just subscribe to the podcast, you um, – you just kind of jump in, but you can see 108 shows and how much work has gone into that and quite a lot of uh, expense and time and energy. So anyway, uh, I'm asking for your support. If not, the show cannot continue. Uh, but let's get on uh, to the, the dealio with uh, the face of misogyny, Julian Blanc. This is a karmic profile of Julian Blanc, the uh, pickup artist, the Amer Swiss-American uh, pickup artist, who's in the news for teaching... Uh, Frightening things he thinks were he uh, says were bad attempts at humor. I want to look at his chart. Um, he's a as I said a pickup artist, and so he is um traveling around the world teaching expensive seminars to men who are timid or don't feel that they have success with the ladies, and he is teaching them s uh, seduction techniques and you know pickup stuff. So when I heard a few weeks ago. Uh, this, it's uh, the end of November now, but when I heard a few weeks ago that he was uh, banned from the UK and also from Australia, and actually, actually he was in Australia and then had to leave <laughs> because he was banned while he was there, um, I said, oh, I got to I gotta look up this guy. <laughs> so I don't have a birth time for him, which is uh, frankly deeply disappointing because um, there is something going on with his midheaven <laughs> right now. Um 
but uh, Julian Blank, uh, October 24th, 1988. Uh, sources say he was born in Switzerland. I just picked uh, Zurich, um, Switzerland. And of course, no known birth time. So don't make a chart that says uh, 6 a.m. or has noon and has the houses locked in. Make a chart with no birth time. That way you're not going to get confused as, as we look at this. And I'm doing this through Astro.com where it puts the Aries point on the left, you know, zero Aries on the left. Um, so, you know, the first thing I saw when I saw his his uh, the year he was born is that he's got Pluto and Scorpio. And of course, Pluto generational stuff is a is a, a pet project and a, and a, a deep and abiding uh, love of mine. And uh, and also uh, tomorrow, I mean, it's there right now. Uh, solar arc Pluto in my own chart is on my natal sun. So I'm having this uh, total Plutonian uh, opportunity for regeneration and rebirth. So I'm drawn to some Plutonian themes. So um, this is this is one of those things the last few weeks that I've been thinking about. So he's got Pluto and Scorpio. And then I noticed with his birthday, October 24th, that he's also got sun in Scorpio. Oh, I do want to backtrack uh, for one second and, and say a little more about why he's in the news and why he's banned uh, from these uh, countries, and also Singapore just recently. So uh, UK, Australia, and Singapore, and the list will grow. <laughs> the list will grow, I'm sure. Uh, he has talked about kind of, you know, kind of um, in his this uh, teaching of seduction techniques, he's actually kind of hinting at forcing women to do things, grabbing them, forcing them to do things, kind of. I don't think he says it quite that way. But also including um, hands around the throat, like choking. And there was this uh, huge campaign on Twitter where he had put on here something like the hashtag was uh, uh, choking women all over the globe or something like that. And then there was a, a hashtag backlash that was pretty intense from a ton of people. And that's kind of how all this has come up. So um, also there's a picture of him on the web that's just wonderful because you can see his uh, vulnerability that's actually covered over with a certain kind of um, mock self-confidence. And the t-shirt that he's holding up next to his head says, uh, dis fatties bang hotties. Wait, let me, let me go confirm that. Um, where's that t-shirt? Yeah, dis fatties, bang hotties. So anyway, when I, when I talk about, um, misogyny, I talk about violence against women, when I talk about these things, I do what I can to look at an individual, you know, in that karmic journey, and I attempt to have compassion for this person. This guy's actually ridiculous. I can have compassion for his soul's journey, but he's a little absurd, <laughs> um, which I'll, which I'll get into. He's posturing. He's posturing and then doing this, um, you know, teaching thing, and it's to cover up insecurities and vulnerability. Which, you know, maybe you could, maybe it, um, you'd go there without hearing my analysis. Maybe a lot of people would uh, go there. Um, but anyway, this, in this picture, um, his face is, uh, his face is, uh, it, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, wonderfully absurd. But, but I also, when I look at people who are branded misogynist or teach violence against women or in some way hurt other people and hurt women. I also do what I can to put light on the fact or put attention on, on the reality that, that we are collectively in the midst of this long-term, arduous, extremely painful process of healing 6,000 years of patriarchal cultural conditioning 
But as I've talked about in recent shows about emotional healing stuff, what ends up happening when you heal something is you have to re-experience it, which is why people often don't heal things regarding past traumas and deep pains, because they don't know how to get grounded enough to hold space for this wave of intense pain, this intense emotion to break. So I'm looking at Julian Blank, I'm looking at his uh, his journey, and then I'm also going to, you know, kind of, I want you to realize that as I describe this stuff to you and what I see in his, uh, in his birth chart, that I want you to um, keep in mind that he is a member of this collective who is going, which is going through this arduous healing process that cannot be uh, the intensity of which cannot be overstated. So, so you might look around on the world and say, uh, violence at women is at its peak. Things are worse than ever. You know what we're what we're experiencing is in fact a re uh, breaking of this wave that's deep in our emotional bodies and also in our collective consciousness. Individual emotional bodies, as well as the uh, spirit of the collective in the collective consciousness. We are trying to figure out how to heal patriarchal violence against women, how to heal imbalance. If you want to explore this more, there's there, um, uh, Lilith Healing the Wild. It's a book, as well as there's a, an 11-hour, or sorry, maybe it's a 7- or 8-hour intensive on my website, MP3s. And um, also Living Myth, Exploring Archetypal Journeys. And also the channeled book, Goddess, Past, Present, and Future, which on my site is free, and on Kindle is just a buck. It's just knocked down to a buck just to have a minimum price, because I want you to read this to heal the patriarchy within your own emotional body, within your own field. So we are in this collective, this undulating, writhing, incredibly challenging process, and we have to re-experience our emotional uh, you know, our emotional tumult and drama about issues about sexual inequality, uh, power games within sexuality, um, how we confront the reality of our sexual natures, given that we are animals, but also living in polite society, you know, how we're going to deal with this, how are we going to do this, how we're going to honor instinct, how we're going to reclaim a willingness to engage with our natural sexuality in a healthy way. So we're all doing this, and now this guy, this joker, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm not that compassionate here. This joker, uh, this guy um, comes along and he becomes a symbol of this problem. Now, he's not the first person to be a symbol of this problem, uh, but he's definitely a symbol of this problem. So I want to look at his chart. Again, Pluto and Scorpio. This is where I start with all chart analyses. Pluto representing, for me, the empowerment journey that the soul, which is a portion of divine consciousness, a portion of, of God, goddess, all that is, what the soul intends, the humans, its many humans spread out across the Earth timeline, figure out how to do in a confident, healthy way. It always, without fail, involves doing it in crummy, stupid, disempowered ways. It, it always involves exploring selfishness, extreme egoic attachment, possessiveness, jealousy, um, resentment, hate, rage. These are, these are dark Plutonian things, negative Plutonian things that we don't want to often deal with. But the soul's empowerment journey, this, the empowerment journey your soul has you living, always requires exploring 
what we think of as dark motivations, difficult Plutonian emotions, and negative things, destructive things. You look at the world, and you might, you know, just like looking at uh, this issue that people are really sparked by with this, uh, with Julian Blank, and um, uh, he probably says Julian Blanc. I don't know, whatever, Julian Blank, <laughs> whatever. Um, you know, we see that we see a reality in the world. It's reported. And we, you know, we see headlines, we hear news reports, we see videos, we get tweets. We see the situation manifest and, you know, this activates us. What it activates within us is our need to heal things. So our anger, our resentment, our hatred will come up in the face of other people's anger, resentment, and hatred. These frequencies trigger each other. They set each other off. So his Pluto is in Scorpio. His soul says... Over the course of many lives, this guy has to learn how to be intense, to deal with the truth or manipulation, right? To learn how to become empowered through being straightforward, through through uh, gaining through sometimes dramatic means and dramatic dynamics, awareness of unconscious motivations. So this is the nature of Scorpio energy. Anything working through the lens of Scorpio is digging deep or trying not to. So I always use this keyword, several keywords, uh, for instance, truth, you know, and I tell people often that the remedy for all of our fears and hesitations and doubts about open Scorpio energy, about doing Scorpio energy or living that uh, part of our chart is absolute brutal honesty while we know we can handle whatever is revealed. So his soul says he's got to figure out how to become empowered through exploring what it means to be powerful and ultimately getting to the place where telling the truth rules the day. But he's got to get there through not telling the truth. And Pluto in Scorpio is about intense sexuality, intense attachment, intense desire. Scorpio energy offers the, the terrain on which we explore extreme attachment and attraction and attachment and extreme repulsion and revulsion. This is the Scorpio terrain. So Pluto and Scorpio, uh, which is uh, almost basically all the births from about 1984 to 1995, like through the end of 1994. Um, and so he's in that, he's in that uh, generation being born in uh, 1988. So... Is he, you know, everybody's ruled by unconscious motivation. How does he deal with that? How does he explore that? And Pluto and Scorpio is a, a signature of needing to learn the right place in one's life of sexuality. Because sexuality becomes a tool for power. As this money, as this influence, as this owning things, including, um, you know, expecting that you own people, like you can, you possess people and, and have a control over them. So it's a lot about these these dynamics. Some people with Pluto and Scorpio have an underactive sexual personality, but like personality, outward expression, but they are wired to have a very intense active personality. But sometimes in some lives, perhaps including the one in which they're living now, there can be an intense deeply intense fear about giving in to sexual desire 
or natural sexuality. And this is because in the emotional body of the chart holder who has Pluto and Scorpio, there is a record of when it goes wrong, right? When I, I want you, I make an advance, and you scream rape. <laughs> when um, you say, you know, no, but maybe you meant yes, I thought you meant yes, but you told me it meant yes, but then you said no, really, expletives for real no, it's kind of like power control dynamic about sexuality. Who's in charge when is a big uh, Pluto and Scorpio or Scorpio thing. What does it take to be powerful? And sexuality comes comes in through this, or this is one of the ways it plays out. I'm focusing on that because, of course, he's he's teaching seduction skills to men who perceive they don't have the ability or wherewithal or training to interact with women in a healthy way in order to get what they want. So, of course, this is where I mentioned that uh, anybody with Pluto and Scorpio who's talking about sexuality will find themselves connecting to collective consciousness. I was actually just talking about, with my girlfriend about this uh, 20 minutes ago. We are talking about balancing the energies of outer planets in our lives. And I said, well, and I'd never thought this before, but I just said, you know, maybe there's, there's something going on with, um, you know, potentially – with, uh, well, here you are, you're a person, but as you deal with the influences of the outer planets, you are, in fact, dealing with that transpersonal perspective. So how do you, you know, I guess, I guess the, sh the, the short answer on how I got there was this idea of aligning uh, self, aligning ego, aligning mind, personality with these greater forces. So this means collective forces. Right with Uranus, the need to change. With Neptune, the need to surrender, connect, and and uh, merge. With Pluto, it's about this whole empowerment thing and uh, and dealing with the collective's perhaps unspoken motivations. And you know, so I talked about the kind of global issue about misogyny, violence against women, and needing to heal this, and sexual violence in general. Um, that is connecting to the collective that so this is this is actually his story is actually part of the collective story as i keep mentioning so this pluto and scorpio he needs to have intense sexual experiences so um but where do boundaries come in where does consent come in um if he i mean if he's if he's not frankly bright enough to um let somebody take a picture of him with his hands around a woman's neck like that and then have it passed around. Like if he's not clever enough to, to work that in, then he is working out what we would call, what we may call missteps regarding the use of power and sexual energy. So he, he apparently has, you know, it's, he says it's a joke. He apologizes later and says it's a joke. But he obviously has a... Um, you know, a thing about needing to go down that road. So that's the other thing I want to talk about. Stick with me, uh, though. I'm going to take my first break. This is Tom Jacobs on The Soul's Journey. I'll be right back. Need help getting grounded? What about cleaning up and improving your relationships with your body, money, and others? Energy worker and channel Tom Jacobs infuses crystals with the supportive, clarifying, and empowering energies of Archangel Metatron and Ascended Master Jehudi, a.k.a. Thoth, St. Germain, and Merlin. 
Charged Tiger Iron powerfully engages your first, second, and third chakras, while Charged Red Jasper activates Chakra 2. Users report improved sleep, deepened meditation, increased trust of their bodies, intuition, and spirit guides, better boundaries, and heightened confidence to follow their passions. Included with each charged piece are channeled resources and ongoing support from Tom Jacobs. Get your charged crystal at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I'm talking about uh, Julian Blanc or Blanc's uh, chart, the uh, Swiss-American pickup artist who's been banned from the, the UK, Australia, and also uh, just recently Singapore for um, you know derogatory speech, teaching uh, things that basically leads toward uh, violence against women, teaching you know timid guys or people who want to learn how to pick up women uh, these uh, skills and seminars, and they're kind of some aggressive, uh, what he would call seduction techniques that are kind of uh, violent and bordering on violent, perhaps. And, and he's been he's been caught. Um, with his hand in the uh, choking women cookie jar, he says it's a joke. Anyway, so um, he he might honestly. I don't I don't think he believes it's a joke. I think he just doesn't know how else to explain it. But this is also one of the Pluto and Scorpio things: is trying to come up with a rational explanation for something that's actually very frightening. So this intense need for you know, intensity when it comes to sexuality with him, uh, just apparently how this how this stuff is is is, uh, is is playing out in, you know, how we can observe the reporting about him and how we can uh, understand what themes are coming out in him. Um, the need for peak experience. This is a Scorpio thing. The need for intensity. The need to find out how far we can go before we die and how far we can take each other before death happens, you know, absolute annihilation. This is intensity, trying to walk up to this super intense place and face what is terribly frightening. That's the need of all planets in Scorpio, by the way, is to confront fears, to be intense, to step up to the, 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 the frontier of the known and step into this terrible, what looks like it's terrible, because you need the experience of transforming in the face of intense fear. You need this experience. Um, so, so that's his uh, that's his Pluto thing. I, again, I wish I had houses and angles here, but I don't. Um, moving on, um, uh, I want to talk about the South Node in Virgo. South Node's at thirteen Virgo, and this is uh, the second step when I do chart analyses. Um, and it talks about the kinds of conditioning environments that we experience over many, many lives. Well, Virgo is about intellectual ability. It's about being of service. It's about control. So here we have two, uh, the first two elements in the karmic story, Pluto and Scorpio, which does have something to do with control, and Southland and Virgo, which is also about control, probably being controlled by others. This is a, a huge thing where you do what you're supposed to do, and there are certain confines and expectations about um, what it means to be acceptable. And if you don't, then you're judged, you're, you're criticized, perhaps you're even hurt or abused as a result of a, of a Virgo South Node kind of behavior. Not everybody with a Virgo South Node is going to be a, the product of abuse or something like that, but, but there's definitely a control dynamic in two of the three karmic in, uh, two the both karmic indicators I've spoken of so far out of the, the three that I'll look at. Conjunct uh, this by eight degrees, which I, I count ten with the nodes. 
uh, conjunct uh, it is Nessus. And this is a huge part of the story here. I looked at Nessus in the Jimmy Savile, uh, the, the, the former and late um, BBC presenter who was uh, uh, all this stuff about child molestation, child, uh, under a, child molestation and rape came out after he died. Uh, but he was a beloved public figure in the UK, and so this kind of really difficult thing, kind of starting off this investigation of many other people. And Rolf Harris was another one who uh, I did some, uh, I did a profile on in one of these shows, and the Jimmy Savile profile, which is over an hour, is a special edition back in the feed. So go back and, and look for that uh, special edition. Um, but anyway, I talk a lot about Nessus and Savile's story. But Nessus is about learning to live in two worlds. And you're an animal, and you live in polite society. How do you balance that? How do you do? How do you deal with that? Do you stifle who you are, or do you give in at the risk of being socially unacceptable? The centaurs accept Chiron, uh, including Nessus. Except, you know, not Chiron, but Nessus definitely was in this group. Uh, kind of brawlers, kind of coarse, uncivilized, uh, ruining parties, getting drunk. People actually accidentally get killed when they're when they're partying. Things get out of hand all the time. There's a lack of control of the animal instinct with the with the centaurs in, in the Greek mythology. And uh, Nessus attempts to present himself as civilized. He sets up a business to ferry people across a, a deep river. And um, he ultimately can't control his impulses. This is the main theme of the story. Uh, about him uh, being the ferryman, but, but being killed by Heracles when Heracles' uh, special lady friend, Dianera, uh, when uh, Nessus made a pass at her. I, the story, different translations, but one of them says that he raped her, and I think that he made a pass. She exclaimed, Heracles turned around, saw her in, his, in Nessus' arms, carrying her across the river, you know, uh, transporting her across the river, and killed him with a poisoned arrow, the poison from the hydra. So uh, Nessus is about how we learn to control our animal impulses or can we integrate them into our lives. I don't think that control is good. <laughs> control is not good. Control is the Saturn, Saturnine, Capricornian, um, bell curve, patriarchal uh, mandate that has us so incredibly unhealthy regarding our natural sexual expression. So integration, honoring this part of ourselves, but honoring the fact that that we need to have boundaries when we live with other people. That we, you know, polite society. The fact that there is polite society, so to speak, should not force us. We should not allow that to force us to deny our true nature, whether that's orientation, whether that's what we like, what we want, what we need what we want to experience sexually, if we let the fears of normalized bell curve patriarchal culture stop us, then we will be suppressed and everything suppressed becomes distorted. I'm sure this is um this is this idea is everywhere, but I kept finding it in the work of, of astrologer Jeff Green evolutionary astrologer Jeffrey Wolf Green, and so I like to credit him just in case he came up with that idea. But whatever is suppressed will come out distorted. 
And uh, so Nessus here on his south node. So he's coming from a family, you know, ethnic, cultural, religious background where there's a Nessus issue. The lack of control. I mean, his, you know, the way he um, comes across, he seems like one of those centaurs who just doesn't know when to stop and gets a little out of control. And that, that's a theme in here for him of this Nessus idea. Um, then we do actually have uh, Jupiter in Gemini square the nodes. As I said, I use 10 degrees with the hard aspects to the nodes. This is at 440 Gemini no, south nodes at a 1310. So this is uh, this is in orb. Um, and Jupiter square the nodes is about taking risks and sometimes losing big, sometimes winning big, but needing to learn how to uh, develop the right kind of self-confidence. This is arrogance is one way that it can come out. So through his teaching, Gemini, his um, his ignorance about the effects of this kind of this kind of behavior comes out, comes out. So so that's the one thing. Uh, the need over many lifetimes to learn the right way to embody self confidence, the right way to teach. What's worth teaching? How should I teach? And uh, it's retrograde, which means that it's built in. The, 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 the square of the node says that something needs to be rethought. He maybe understands half of the core principles that he you know, would use to be successful. But then the retrograde says that um, he will do it by default. And he is young. He's in his you know, mid-20s. Um, or he just turned 25, I guess, a month ago in October. Um, so... He will he will embody what he thinks he should do, until he gets burned enough, or he gets exhausted, wiped out, or or um, you know crashes and burns regarding Jupiter and Gemini, what he's saying, sharing his beliefs, you know, talking about things and teaching. Um, so the projection of confidence is actually this covering over of some self doubt, and Jupiter square the nodes brings self doubt. We probably all know people who have a strong Jupiterian signature, who um, don't want to seem vulnerable, so they express confidence. And eventually they will, like each of us, each each anybody in that situation, every person would learn that uh, you don't have a choice. You are vulnerable. You're you know you have vulnerabilities. So that's one thing to talk about with this this sense of vulnerability here. Is that Jupiter retrograde square the square the south node? I do want to move on to um, the uh, third step of the story, the south node ruler. South node is in Virgo, so the ruler is Mercury. So we go straight to to Libra, thirteen Libra. So um, Pluto and Scorpio, south node in Virgo, ruler in Libra. So uh, you know, as I said, Scorpio and uh, Virgo have something about control in there. They have in common something about trying to control details and reality and achieve an outcome through um, direct influence. You know, uh, Virgo trying to hands-on micromanaging or hands-on service, and Pluto, um, you know, trying to avoid a chaos externally because intense uh, feelings are so intense that you feel like if you allowed your feelings, you'd be out of control. So you try to control other people or outside circumstances with Scorpio energy often or can happen that way 
um, so that you don't have to experience an outward manifestation, an external manifestation of the internal fear that you're out of control emotionally. So anyway, that's what the, the, you know, one of the things that Scorpio and Virgo have in common. Then the rulers in Libra right between them. So Libra, South Node ruler in Libra is somebody who either is concerned with justice, fairness, brings artistry, has the archetype of the lover, the peacemaker, something like that. Um, but South Node ruler in Libra defines the self through the opinions of others. And this is one of the keys to his story. This is where we actually get into the really juicy stuff and the things that I believe really describe um, the stuff he's been up to and uh, how this, um, how the response that is so far in three countries, but it's a global conversation about, um, you know, he, him, his being a face of misogyny, <laughs> which in some ways it's unfair because he can't carry that for all of us. Uh, but in other ways, yeah, he needs to understand uh in a way louder than he would teach. You know, he needs to hear from more people than he actually reaches, right? That this is unacceptable before he's going to really get it. So he needs that attention. Again, I wish I had birth time for him, but I don't. So we could see this because I, I, I just, I know something's going on with his midheaven for him, you know, or uh, so are arc to the midheaven or so are arc to the ascendant or something like that. Um, yeah, so Mercury's in Libra, so defining the self in terms of the other. Now, Mercury is in a wide conjunction with Lilith. Now, keep in mind that Lilith, a true black moon Lilith, um, uh, it's, it's a, uh, if you do it on uh, some software astrology programs, it's uh, hard to look up. It's, it's hard to find. Most astrology software seems to default to the true black moon or the average position. I'm sorry, the mean position of the black moon. And uh, they, but but yet the the true position can differ up to thirty degrees, and the full explanation of this is in the Lilith Healing the Wild book. Um, but but um, if you know, so we have this kind of this is a snapshot. This chart I'm using is a snapshot kind of of where everything was at noon on that day. So it's not using houses, it's not cementing in a time, but it's just you know saying so. True Black Moon Lilith when he was uh, you know at, at this time. Uh, was five, about five and a half degrees Libra. It could actually move a lot, but if he were, and it's retrograde, uh, so if he were born in the first half of the day, right between you know 12:01 a.m. and noon, then I would say this Lilith is definitely conjunct the South Node ruler Mercury. Otherwise, after that, it's going to pull away. It's retrograding. And I, and I didn't look up how fast it's moving at this point, uh, you know, on that day he was born. Uh, but it's likely that it's, uh, that, that it, you know, 50-50 chance it's moving pretty quickly. So that means he carries a Lilith energy if that's in play. And that is a need to experience raw, visceral, primal emotion as well as physicality and sexuality. But it's in Libra, so the opinions of others matter a lot. He's got a, you know, Pluto with Scorpio. I might have some fear and trepidation about being as intense as I know I could be, but I really expletively need to be that intense. So what am I supposed to do? Then you have Virgo South Node. I'm supposed to control things. Ness is there. I don't even know what that means because I can't control myself. And then South Node ruler in Libra, I need to be acceptable. I need to be liked. With Lilith, I'm, I need that raw experience. I need that raw, visceral, deeply embodied 
raw, fiery, watery, passionate thing. But I'm very aware, South Nodrua and Libra, of how others may see that. So I'm going to try to find a way to get what I want. And this is where manipulation strategies come in. Seduction. He's teaching seminars on seduction skills. So this is a core part of this journey for him. Over many lives, he's using Libra, Libran tactics to try to get Pluto and Scorpio needs met, to try to circumvent Virgo South Node conditioning, conjunct Nessus, the inability to control. So that's kind of that's kind of the, how the, this uh, story starts to get juicy here. I mean, I think it's juicy already, but but uh, when I explain the other thing, the Aries stuff, the stuff in Aries opposing the South Node ruler, you'll you'll really get the full picture. So um, he shows up as a Libra figure. You know, this is Don Juan. This is, you know, Libra. Libra is the, you know, includes the archetype of the lover. And uh, think about a strong uh, Pluto energy, strong Scorpio energy with Pluto and Sun there. And um, you have somebody who has great, the potential for great depth and intensity and still waters run deep and there's a lot going on. And again, that deep visceral need for raw sexuality, you know, it's now three symbols in his chart say that Nessus on the south node, Pluto and Scorpio, actually four, Sun and Scorpio, and then, uh, you know, the south node ruler, if it is conjunct uh, true black moon Lilith, that, that, that echoes that. So three or four times in the chart that says that already. I haven't even looked at the whole chart yet. Uh, you know, I haven't even done, I haven't looked at everything. I mean, it's a, oh, okay, I'll get there. Sorry, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Um, so Libran tactics to get Scorpio, Pluto, and Nessus needs met. Needing intense peak experience. Try, trying to get there through Libran methods. So if you do Libra quite a lot, where you're trying to get Pluto done, Scorpio done, and you do Libra, you are attempting to sculpt the image that you present to others because you don't want to be unacceptable. If you're carrying a loud Scorpio energy, you are intense. And uh, if you have that need to present it in a Libra way, you are trying in some ways to hide that until you learn how to be honest about it, until you learn how to be forthright and transparent about it. Um, so Southland Ruler and Libra opposed to Eris, E-R-I-S, dwarf planet, out beyond Pluto, twice as far from the sun as Pluto, more than that. And the asteroid Eros, which is asteroid uh, 433, and uh, moon in Aries. Now, this is applicable if he's born in the first half of the day, this moon anyway, because the moon is going to, actually the first maybe two-thirds or three-quarters of the day, so maybe till like 4 or 6 p.m., uh, this moon would be uh, in, in, you know, perhaps in cahoots with all this stuff before it pulls too far away. Um, and so he is opposed by, at minimum, Eros and Eros. Eros is passion. It's fire. It's unabashed, fiery sexuality. It's also creative passion. Eris is about insecurity and how we sometimes compensate for our own and trigger others, and how others trigger our insecurities and what we do in co as a result of that. So he is trying to 
get his Scorpio Pluto and Nessus on the south node need met, right? Through a Libran way, and he is opposed by Aries energy. He is opposed by the energy of disruption, Aries, like a chaos, and uh, strife is what is what Aries means in Greek, apparently, and Eros, passion. So he wants something that's far away from him. So he can't get it by just being transparent. This is what he learns in a bunch of lives. So his Libran manipulation tools, his Libran sculpting the persona tool, tools, get better and better because he keeps confronting the desire for just honest, which is Aries, honest, direct, simple, instinctive connection. Eros and Eris together. So in a bunch of lives, he's craving a kind of sexual connection, sexual experience, and feedback from others, a shared experience that he can't get without artifice. And that takes me to the second break. This is A Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs uh, on the web at tdjacobs.com, and I'll be right back. You've heard Tom Jacobs, the host of CTR's The Soul's Journey, share insightful perspectives on astrology and spirituality, providing useful tools to help you make life better. Each month, Tom saves his most in-depth analyses for subscribers to his monthly service. Subscribers to tdjacobs.com receive a user's manual for each month when the sun changes sign. The sun's time in that sign, ingresses, retrogrades, major aspect patterns, and new and full moons are covered in depth and help you make the most of the present moment. A channeled meditation and a monthly call to pick Tom's brain are included as are a number of perks, exclusive materials, and savings on his classes and products. Read more and sign up monthly or yearly at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. This is Tom Jacobs on the web at tdjacobs.com. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, energy worker, and channel. And tonight's, uh, tonight's show is this uh, karmic analysis of a Julian Blank or Blanc. The pickup artist who thus far is banned in uh, three countries, uh, UK, Australia, and uh, Singapore for, um, you know, hate, uh, teaching what, uh, what comes through as, as hateful stuff, teaching misogyny, teaching, you know, making a joke out of uh, choking women and all this stuff. And uh, so anyway, so um, doing this karmic profile, I'm talking about the Scorpio-Pluto need, the Nessus need, uh, and the Lilith need, but it's tempered by this... Uh, Libran behavior that's never going to work. So the thing with this Libran, Libra Aries opposition stuff, South Node ruler Mercury opposing this uh, Eris and Eros, um, he's going to have, actually, you know what? Um, whew, I can't believe I didn't, uh, I saw this, but I didn't, um, I was kind of in a groove, so I didn't talk about it. But on the other side of Mercury, I was focusing on the Lilith thing. But on the other side of Mercury is the asteroid Lilith, as well as uh, Vesta. And they're both in the in the uh, about 20, uh, between 20 and 21 Libra, seven under seven degrees away, right? About seven degrees for Mercury. So these are tied into the story too. Now the asteroid Lilith is not about the raw visceral experience of primal emotion, sexuality 
you know, visceral, primal stuff. Um, you know, instinctive wisdom, chakric wisdom from the earth that bleeds through into our bodies and we have extensions of the earth. It's not about that. It's about uh, our awareness of cultural issues surrounding gender and how gender is treated. So his, the south node ruler, Mercury, is conjunct the asteroid that, in my mind, speaks to gender issues in Libra. So he's actually probably showing up as somebody who, um, if he were straightforward with you, you would not take him seriously. You would not take him seriously as a macho man, right? You would not see that because he shows up as a Libra figure conjunct this asteroid that's about gender roles. When I see uh, li this asteroid Lilith, 1181 is its number, active in charts karmically, there's an issue with gender roles. Now, and sometimes uh, when it's associated with the South, and sometimes in the family, like um, stereotypes are reversed. So like mother's very hard and father's very soft or or um, perhaps, you know, and this is, this, is, um, this is not to be a caricature of anything, but, um, but sometimes there's cross-dressing. It's not about homosexuality, and let well it can be if okay if there is homosexuality either in the family or in the chart holder, then the the active Lilith asteroid has to do with confounding or trying to conform to expected gender roles, like 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 a, a like a lesbian who perhaps is told she should be self-conscious about dressing like a man, but that's what she feels is appropriate for her or whatever, you know, any of these kinds of like varieties of, of experience, but, but, um, uh, you know, transgender, transvestite, um, whatever it is, like there's something about gender roles and gender roles in our society are wrapped up in expectations of sexuality. No. So it's not about sexuality, the, the asteroid Lilith, 1181, it's really about our experience of societal expectations regarding that. It can also have to do with being an, an advocate uh, or, you know, like social work, advocacy, activism on behalf of, um, you know, whatever gender it is, obviously in our culture, it's female, but whatever gender it is that is underrepresented in um, media and government and whatever, and also working with disenfranchised or what's the other word? Um, kind of, kind of people like, uh, you know, single women, single mothers who are struggling, who feel like society is throwing them under the bus. I don't know what the right word is for that, but like, kind of like, uh, the, the underdog kind of a disenfranchised, disempowered kind of, you know, thing. Anyway, that's what the asteroid Lilith does. But a lot of times it's about gender roles and what that implies and what that brings up. So he in many lives shows up with, this is in Libra, the sign of the lover, right? The sign of a, the sign of softness. So he's actually overcompensating by doing this Aries, Mars, Pluto stuff. I'll get to the Mars in a second. Uh, he's actually overcompensating because of a fear that he's not masculine enough. This is my thesis because of a fear that he will not appear to others to be masculine enough to get what he truly wants, this Pluto and Scorpio, Nessus on the south node, need for this intense connection, this intense experience, this need to experience feeling powerful. It's a lot of what this Pluto and Scorpio comes down to, but then you're going, you know, as you're living this journey, or anybody living that journey will find, will encounter or run into 
confront, often, cultural expectations of what power is and means, and how you get it, what one has to do to get it. So another way to, to talk about this overcompensation is I, because I want to talk about this Aries business a little bit uh, in more detail. If you do Eris, E-R-I-S, uh, well, you are unconsciously <laughs> um, pushing other people's buttons, and other people, if they're doing it well, are pushing your buttons. This is the kind of thing where a vulnerability that you have is um, inadvertently stimulated by something somebody does or says. So you feel self-conscious about something, you feel vulnerable, you have an insecurity about something, and somebody else talks about it. You know, somebody else says something. Like like you might have a thing about um, um, whatever it is, you know, and somebody else is saying, you know what, yeah, I was talking to my cousin the other day and blah, blah, blah. And it just, it just incenses you. You know, I actually had this experience the other day with uh, something I won't describe, but I was, uh, and I watched myself have this um, really stark, really sharp reaction. And it was completely out of place, and I couldn't keep my mouth shut. So we, we were triggered in our vulnerabilities, our insecurities. And so somebody else accomplishes something that you feel really insecure that you can't accomplish, or whatever it is, or, or some personality trait or character trait or something. Um, it's not somebody saying to you, you have this flaw. It's not what it is. It's uh, being triggered by the existence of some data or some information, some story that reveals your insecurity. That's what it is. It's not somebody's, you know, it, it can be teasing and it can be picking on people, but it's it's more often something that happens because you're overhearing something or somebody's telling you something that's not about you, but you happen to carry this vulnerability. There are past shows in the archives on uh, Eris as well, uh, so I encourage you to look those up. Um, and my blog as well. Check my, check my blog at tdjacobs.com for Eris info too. So, not, you know, doing Eris and Aries is going to find some combative, defensive energy. This is what he has encountered. Eros, passion, is far away from him. So what he's doing is a conquest. This is, my, this is another element of my thesis here. He's doing a conquest game so that he can feel powerful because he has absorbed cultural and, and you know, lineage uh, tradition or, or conditioning that that power, you know, has something to do with how you can achieve what you want sexually. You can get what you want. You can get off where and when, whatever. And he also, oh, I forgot to mention this earlier, um, his comments about uh, women in Japan and how you can basically do anything to them. And horrible things, including videos of grabbing women when he's in Japan and uh, laughing, right? It's, it's, uh, it's funny to him. So, um, but anyway, um, he's going to have this Libran sensitivity to, to uh, other people and be aware of other people. He's going to want Eros. It's opposing him. He's going to want passion. He is going to find a certain kind of person attractive, but if he brings vulnerability and honesty, he can't have that person. He can't be with that person. That person will not take him seriously 
because he has the asteroid Lilith on his south node ruler in Libra. <laughs> so, so this is a story about desire and how the achievement or the accomplishment of, of uh, consuming what one desires seems to be the definition or the mark of power. So um, he's teaching seminars, and he's kind of selling this perspective, right? People pay to go to this thing, and they learn his techniques. Um, and he teaches seminars for a company that has a roster, like a like a um, a group, a bunch of people who teach different kinds of seminars. Um, so it's not like he's just kind of wandering around. He's actually under the uh, you know, under the aegis of uh, this particular, this, uh, this company in uh, Los Angeles. So I actually looked on their website, and that's where I found out his birth data in his bio, because the one on Wikipedia is different. So I chose the one that was on his bio on this company's website. I can't remember what, it, what it's called, but you can, doing any kind of search, you'll find out what, um, we know what company he works for, at least at present. Um, so anyway, so he can't get what he wants if he doesn't, present an image that seems better than what he is. So I'm leading this back to Virgo South Node and insecurities about not being good enough. That's where a lot of this comes down to, Virgo South Node. Some people who have a Virgo South Node will feel criticized, but all of them will feel criticized toward themselves or critical of themselves feel criticized toward themselves. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's actually what I meant, but I realized that wouldn't necessarily make sense to your brain. Uh, but essentially, you know, whether you can name somebody, if you have a Virgo South Node or a strong Virgo influence, whether or not you can name an external person, right, somebody in your life history who was not you, <laughs> who brought you criticism that was kind of harsh or never-ending, uh, one or the other or both, whether you can name somebody or you just know that you do it yourself, you're doing it. And some people attract this way, karmically vibrate to them, models in the form of other people who criticize them and then they internalize that voice, but it's really a karmic issue. So South and in Virgo, uh, you know, part of the insecurity can be in not being good enough. So, so uh, he wants an Aries experience, but he's got to try to finagle a Libran persona or mask to get it. Because if he walked up and said, this is what I want, somebody would laugh at him. And I would bet in a bunch of lives that's happening. I would bet that his his uh, first, uh, it's just an image I'm getting. Hopefully I'm not reading him because I don't want to be connected to his space. Let me just make sure, I'm kind of reading him. <laughs> getting this image of a life, um, and it could be this life, could not be, uh, in which uh, he truly likes somebody who happens to be this kind of fiery Eros energy. and um, But it's retrograde, right? Eros and Eros are both retrograde in his chart, so he's going to be attracted to people who are not embodying that energy in a healthy way at first, or fully. They might be resistant and reluctant. And being a Libra South Node ruler person, not being sure how to take 
uh, like how to take uh, the person's reluctance not to be a rejection. So in Aries reality, somebody perhaps being defensive or perhaps just not, you know, counting him as important or worth anything, um, opposing him, and he wants that. And then he has the Nessus on the South Node intensity, this, uh, you know, thing about uh, how do I control my animal nature? And then uh, Pluto and Scorpio, which is that deep need for intense connection and uh, sometimes controlling behavior, but need to explore intensity and to allow subconscious motivations to come to the surface. So this is the karmic profile for Julian Blanc or Blank, however you say his name. I think it's interesting to, if you think of his name as Blank, because he is really conditioned by the culture to uh, to explore this patriarchal garbage. So hopefully I have not been completely insensitive to him. I try to be fair when I do karmic profiles, but um, this is kind of a doozy. And uh, anyway, so uh, thanks for listening uh, to the show. I really appreciate your time and energy. Uh, you want to support the show? You can do so through tdjacobs.com on my homepage is a button where you click on it, it'll take you to the show page where you can donate. I appreciate all your uh, all your support. And if you don't want to donate, get a reading with me. Uh, get one of the 15 books, uh, Doing Soul's Journey Soundbites, an overview of your karmic journey using this uh, process I, I use tonight uh, in this analysis, as well as uh, Astro Cartography Soundbites, which are new. And you can read all about what I'm up to at tdjacobs.com. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs, a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom. For more information, tune in every Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.